What's up, you guys? Welcome to Table for Two. I am so happy that you're here and that you've joined me on this podcast. We are kicking off the very first official episode today, and I am so excited. This has been something that has been years in the making, and it's finally, finally here, and I'm so excited. Whether you found this podcast on social media or you were accidentally just scrolling and happened to land here, I believe it's not a coincidence. God brought you here for a reason, and I believe He wants to speak to you, and I I'm so excited to be hanging out with you here. So let's not waste a single second. Let's dive right in. Today, we are going to be talking about the journey leading up to starting this podcast and what I believe the vision for this podcast looks like. I have my coffee. I hope you have your favorite beverage and let's dive into this. So let's take it back. Podcasting was something that has kind of always been there. When I think back to when I was younger, I had this really funny idea that when I graduated, I was going to move to Nashville or L.A., somewhere big like that, and I was going to be a radio host. Surprisingly, if you know me, you know I love to sing, I love to worship, and I'd love to have my music played on the radio one day, but more than that, I wanted to host a radio show. Also, I just love conversations, whether it's strangers at a coffee shop or close friends. I just love talking with people and hearing their hearts and just getting deep. I love any conversation that gets deep. So that kind of has all kind of come together to bring me here to even wanting to start a podcast, but more specifically, how Table for Two came to be, y'all. It is one wild story. So let me take you back, walk through a little timeline. So last year in the heat of the good old pandemic, um, I started feeling like, why don't I just stop wanting to start a podcast and actually start a podcast? So June 19th, 2020, I went back in my phone notes. This is the very first note in my note app that I have. I have a list of a ton of different ideas that I wanted to create this podcast and I'm just going to go off and say the first idea that I was going off of was like a safe space or a nest something like that I really wanted the podcast to be about creating a safe space so after months of planning I decided to go with the safe space podcast now when I decided that name I looked it up to make sure no one had it and guess what someone had it but I was like, it's okay. That's that's fine. I mean, surely it's, you know, that happens every day. It's okay. And so I knew then that I was settling for the name, but I couldn't think of anything else. Fast forward, July 22nd of this year, I scheduled a photo shoot with a friend to take photos for the podcast cover. And I had this perfect place. I wanted a couch and such a scene of like a living room. And that was my heart at the beginning of the podcast. I had picked a place to do this photo shoot at. And when we got there, they were gone and it did not work. And at the last minute, I had to pick a different location. And she's like, well, let's just go to Starbucks. The whole time, you know, the photos were coming out great. It was it was fun. But in my heart, that wasn't what I wanted. But little did I know that this is exactly what God was wanting to do. Photo shoots over, nothing like what I wanted or envisioned for my podcast. And there's no couch here. It's all these tables and I'm sitting at a table and holding coffee. And that's only part of me. Like, of course, I always have coffee, but I'm not supposed to be sitting at a table. This isn't right. 
And so I have this shoot and I end up still sticking with safe space. And I pick just a nice close up photo and I have my friend put the safe space podcast on it. And I'm like, okay, it's great. It's set. Well, it's not. (laughs) Fast forward to October 26th. Um, In between that time, I started trying to plan my first episode. And I kid you not, nothing was feeling right about it. And I just left it for a while. And then fast forward to October 26th, I text my lovely sister. I've been avoiding this, but the Lord has called me to change the name of my podcast. And I've been avoiding it for months. I did. And up until this point, that's when the Lord had been showing me what he wanted this podcast to be about. And so simultaneously, I'm trying to create this podcast while also going through this incredible six-month program all about discovering your purpose and what you're called to. Shout out to Generation Distinct and my girl Hannah. And so during this, we start just doing some discovering and figuring out our mission statement. And in a week time, the Lord just straight hits me with this heart and this passion. And he basically tells me that he's called me to help other people find their seat at the table in his kingdom. And slowly but surely, the Lord shows me like, yeah, safe space was part of it, but that's not it. And so going from that, I tell my sister, hey, I meant to change the name of the podcast, but I don't know what. Here's what the Lord's been showing me. And I feel like there are things that we all feel like we're too much of or too little of to have a seat at the table of God. But God wants to show us that there's a seat at the table with our name on it. And that she's like, I got it. You are talking about the very things that like we're too much of, too little of, like table for two. So that is the very long story of how I had a whole different name. I even had already recorded the trailer for it, y'all. I was set. And the Lord was just like, no, that's that's part of the vision, but that's not the vision. And here we are finally recording the first episode. And this just feels so right. My heart behind this podcast is that this will be a community where we all feel safe to come together and to bring whatever it is that we have. And so you may be asking, how is this coming from the Bible? Because let me tell you, God never really gives us something that can't be backed up with Scripture. So I started studying, what does the Bible talk about that? So I want to walk through a few passages, a few examples that kind of bring about this idea. So first being Luke 14, this is the very first passage that I came to when I started studying the idea of the table. And in Luke 14, it is literally called the banquet table with God. Like that's the name of the passage, or it's also known as the parable of the great banquet. Like if that's not God, I don't know what else is. So I started searching this Luke 14, 15 through 20. It says, Jesus replied with this story. A man prepared a great feast and sent out many invitations. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servant to tell the guests, Come, the banquet is ready. But they all began making excuses. One said, I have just bought a field and must inspect it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five pair of oxen and I want to try them out. Please excuse me. Another said, I just got married so I can't come. The service returned and told his master what they had said. His master was furious and said, Go quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and invite the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. After the servant had done this, he reported, There is still room for more. So his master said, Go out into the country lanes and behind the hedges and urge everyone you find to come so that the house will be full. 
for none of those I first invited will get even the smallest taste of my banquet. Wow. When I read that, I was like, oh my goodness. This is a representation of Jesus wanting to bring people in and bring him to himself. And all these people started making excuses. And in the same way, when I was reading that, I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what we do. We allow ourselves or the enemy to get us to focus on these things that we feel make us too much or too little. And Jesus is saying, no, like that's exactly what I want. People that we think are not welcome, those that are poor, lame, all the things that we could think of. And he's like, bring those in. And when there's still room, keep bringing in those that we probably didn't expect to sit at this table. And I feel like that is exactly the heart of God for you and I. So I decided to continue seeking the Lord for biblical truth that supported this idea that he'd given me. And before I even got too deep in, the Lord just stopped me and he said, think about every single person that I ever used in the Bible. They had something that they felt they were too much of or too little of for me to use them and for them to fulfill that thing that I was calling them to. Not even just the people I used, but think about every single person that I stopped everything for to have an individual encounter with in the Bible. And I was like, oh, snap. But I just want to share a few examples of people that God either used or that he had a special encounter with or performed a miracle with and just kind of reveal what there too was. The first one being Moses. So if you don't know the story of Moses, Moses is a guy in the book of Exodus who God calls to free the Israelites from King Pharaoh. And Moses is like... <laughs> you're funny. You have picked the wrong guy. Like, God, I am not, I've never been an eloquent speaker. I don't know what you think you're doing, but I think you need to think that again, because I'm not the man for this job. I'm too afraid. And God's like, yeah, maybe you do have reasons to be afraid. But if you give me that fear and you give me your voice that you aren't very sure about, I promise you, if you just go and you trust me, I'm going to use your voice. And so that's the first one. The next one is Gideon. I love the story of Gideon because I feel like I relate to Gideon very well. Gideon is one of the people I think of who was um, insecure about their physique. And he thought he was too weak for the call God given him. I definitely relate to Gideon because the Lord called him. And once again, the Lord was trying to free the Israelites. He said, Gideon, I want to use you to raise up an army to fight against the Midianites and free the Israelites. And Gideon is like, uh, I'm sorry, I'm literally the weakest in my clan and you want me to raise up an army. I imagine being Gideon, like if the Lord called me and was like, hey, I want you to just go join the army. I'd probably pretend I didn't hear him for a while if I'm being honest. And so that's where Gideon is. And he finally decides to just trust God because God says, hey, if you you give me that weakness and your physical form and let me put my strength on it and my spirit on it. And I'm going to raise up a mighty warrior in you and you will win this fight. And guess what? Gideon was a mighty warrior. And so that's the second person I think of. The next person I think of is Prophet Jeremiah. And I feel like this is so special because Jeremiah's fear was that he was too young. When God called Jeremiah, he was a young boy, and God said, Hey, Jeremiah, I want to make you the prophet of nations. And similar to Moses, his first response is, Well, one, I don't know how to speak. I, I'm not a good enough speaker for that. But more importantly, I am too young for that. And God's like, he says, Don't ever say you're too young. 
which I love that because I believe that God has such a heart for young people who are on fire for him. And if you're a young person and you're listening to this, I just want to say you have a major calling and it doesn't have to start when you're older. You can start right now. And Jeremiah listens. And even though he was insecure and he felt young, he gives himself to the Lord and he, for the next like 40 years, he goes on to preach to people at a young age. And next I want to look at people that God met with in a special way, people that God stopped the show for so that he could meet with them and have a special one-on-one moment just to show them his heart for them. The first one being the woman with the issue of blood. If you don't know anything about that story, there was a woman who basically had an issue of bleeding for 12 years, like over a decade. And because of this issue, she was seen as unclean and no one would touch her. No one would go near her for over 12 years. And that is such a lonely thing to think about. And God meets her in this place and Jesus stops everything. She's the woman who says, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, like that's all she wanted. She's like, if I could just touch him, I'd be made whole. And so there's a crowd of people all around Jesus just calling out his name, all wanting something from him. And this woman in her desperation just goes up through this crowd. She pushes through and she touches the hem of his garment. There were so many people touching Jesus in that moment, but he feels her touch and he stops everything to look for her. And everyone's thinking he's crazy. Like you should definitely go read it. And he stops it and he looks for her and she's afraid. And where she's probably expecting shame or someone Jesus to just say why did you just touch me you're nasty he stops everything and he finds her just not only to heal her physically but so that he can speak deeper to that he can speak to that part of her that felt she was too unworthy and call her his daughter like in the passage he says my daughter you have been made whole you're healed and what's so beautiful is that about that is that not only did she get her physical healing, but God really stopped everything so that he could speak to her too. The part of her that felt that she was too unworthy. And I believe that there's so many people that feel shame and feel too dirty and unworthy for the love of God. And he wants to look you in the eye and say, my daughter, my son, there's a seat at the table for you. The next person I think of is the adulterous woman in John. And there's a parable where there's a woman who has been committing adultery and cheating and just doing all types of stuff. And all these religious people are trying to bring her to Jesus and wanting to just get her in trouble and stone her. Because in that time, that's what happened. People would be stoned for their sins. And Jesus sees these men bring her in like, look at this woman. She's been doing this. And they're like, let's stone her. Let's put her to death. And Jesus stops it all, and he writes something in the sand, and I'd love to know what it was, but none of us know what he wrote. And he looks at all the men, and he looks at this woman, and he says, okay, y'all want a stoner? Let the one without sin cast the first stone. So what he's saying is, let the one who does not have a single sin, I'll let you throw the stone at her. And not a single person could say anything. No one could throw a stone. They all dropped the stones that they brought and they walked away because they're like, well, it ain't me. So I'm going to just keep going because I know I have sins. And she was probably feeling too sinful. Some believe that she was probably naked when they brought her to Jesus. So that alone, being naked and being labeled by what you've been doing, I imagine that that is like petrifying. 
And yet Jesus looks at her and he's like, go and sin no more and loves on her. They can't throw a stone at you. You've been forgiven. And so I love that story because that is a perfect representation of someone who feels too sinful for the love of God. And and that is just so beautiful because that is God's heart for every single one of us. And then last but not least, the person that God revealed to me last, which I feel like that's just like God for this to be the last person that he highlighted because it truly captivates the heart of what I want this podcast to mean for listeners and what I want it to be. In Luke 7, the centurion who believed he was too unworthy for Jesus to even come into his house. And so in this story, there is a centurion man who is in the Roman army and he has a servant who is sick and he wants Jesus to heal him. And he's heard about Jesus and the fact that he's been healing people. And he wants his servant to be healed, but he has this insecurity about Jesus coming into his home. And so Jesus is literally on his way to this man's house. And the man sends word to Jesus and he says, Look, do not trouble yourself trying to come to my home. I do not deserve for you to even come under my roof. That's why I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you. But say the word and my servant will be healed. And Jesus' response, he actually praises the man, the very man who felt unworthy. And not only does he praise his faith, but he heals his servant. And I believe that that is so beautiful because I want this podcast to be not just for the believer who knows who they are in Christ, which of course that's what I want. But I want this podcast to also be for the person who would never even consider that they are worthy for Jesus or the person who has spent all of their life thinking about all the reasons that they're not good enough, not worthy enough, whatever it is, whatever your two is, I want this podcast to be a place where we can all come together and we can meet at this table and we can bring our two and we can allow God to do a work in and through us. And I desire and believe that this is going to be a podcast where we can just break down every idea of religion that we aren't worthy for relationship and a calling and a seat at the table and just break that down. Not just that, but also just a community of people who love each other. Genuinely, I want this to not just be a podcast where you listen to me or guests. I want to create a community with this where anyone and everyone can come. Like you, there's no qualifications and there's no disqualifications to sit at this table. And I'm just so pumped for what I believe God wants to do. I believe he wants to bring healing and redemption redemption and family through this podcast. Um, and I'm pumped, y'all. And so I guess my question is, if you've listened this far, will you join me at the table? Like, will you come sit? Will you bring your two with me? I'll bring mine. Like, can we all just come together and we'll bring our two to the table of God and we'll just sit, have a seat? And let's talk. I want to bring things to the table. I want this to be a podcast where we don't shy away from talking about hard things. Not only has this world become a place where loving seems to be so rare and we are just hyping on religiosity and just condemnation that was never meant to be. I don't I don't want to just break that down, but I also want to break down this idea that we have to be perfect or this idea that we can't struggle because, man, that is far from the truth. And I believe that if we as believers aren't going to be bold enough to 
say, hey, it's okay to struggle. And we aren't going to be bold enough and caring enough to bring those things with humility and to allow others to see that you don't have to be perfect for Jesus. I feel like if we don't talk about these things, we're all going to have to look somewhere else. And if we look somewhere else, there may not be biblical truth and we may not be able to see and get God's heart for these things because God has a heart for our struggle and there's something he wants to say about it. So if you have listened this far and you like that idea and you want to be a part of this community and you feel like you just want to come to the table, whether you've been walking with God forever, you don't know where you stand with him, or you don't even know much about it, but this just sounds like something that feels safe and you feel welcome here, you are welcome here. And I just want to set a few house rules or table manners, if you would, um, that I kind of want this podcast to carry with us. And so rule number one is take off your shoes. In the Bible, God tells Moses to take off his shoes for where he is standing is holy ground. There are a lot of ideas of what God could have meant by that. For this podcast, I want taking off our shoes to represent, hey, you're safe. This is a safe, comfortable space. Kick back and relax and just prepare your heart for God to speak to you. Because in that same moment with Moses, he then has a very special encounter with the Lord. When you start listening to this podcast, wherever you are, whoever you are, you are entering a safe, sacred space and you're not here by accident. God wants to meet with you. So rule number two is leave your bag at the door. And what that means is lay down any religious, doubtful thing you've ever heard about Jesus or what it means to follow him or anything that's ever made you doubt whether or not you're you know, worthy of love or worthy of meeting with him or having a relationship with him or sitting at the table. I want you to take that thing before you even listen to more of the episode, before you even get started, I want you to take it. I want you to put it in a bag and I want you to leave it at the door with your shoes. Because I really feel like if we leave those at the door, that's the only way we're going to get fresh perspective. And it's the only way our arms are going to be open for him to put new things in it. And so each week, When you come and sit at the table, when you take off your shoes, I hope that you'll leave your bag at the door too. And man, for some of us who have been walking with God for a while, that might look like unlearning some things. Like for some of us, that means, hey, I'm bringing every bad thing I've ever heard or bad thing I've ever seen from people that are Christians or have proclaimed the name of Jesus. Like for some of us, that's what it means that we got to drop. But for others of us that have been walking with God for a long time, that means unlearning things, things that we just took from those that have been walking with God for a long time that we never actually studied for ourselves. Like God may call some of us when we come to this table to drop things that we thought we knew about him. Our third rule is bring your two and take your seat. Listen, you have a seat at the table with your name on it. And I know if you've ever been in church or maybe you avoid church, either way, you've probably heard the saying when someone's begging you to come to church and you're like, well, I can't wear this or I did this last week. And it's the typical answer of, well, God says come as you are, which I know when you hear that a lot, it can be very like, okay, that's such a churchy answer. But like, seriously, that's the heart of God. And that's from his word. And I believe God is ready for people who really will trust him enough to come as they are and give them a chance and just watch what he can do in their life. So that's rule number three. Bring your two and take your seat because your table's ready. Like if I could send you a text right now to every single person on this planet, every single person that would listen and say, hey, your table is ready. All you have to do is sit. I would. And you're here. 
because God wants you to know that. So that's the third rule. That's our final rule. But here's a little fun rule that I wanted to add. Um, Rule number four, it's bring your favorite beverage. I hope each week not only do you feel invited to come ready with an open heart, but I invite you to get cozy and bring you some coffee or water or whatever your favorite beverage is. Like I said earlier, I've got coffee sitting right here. And each week I'm going to bring me a cup of coffee and I'm going to be ready to just hang out. And so I hope that rule number four, you'll bring your favorite beverage with you and just come sit at the table with me and let's hang out together. Let's get deep. Let's talk about things and let's bring our two and just realize we're invited. We all have a place at the table and let's just take that journey together. And so, yeah, guys, I'm so excited. I thank you so much for joining me for the very first episode. And I hope that you'll keep coming back and come back to the table with me next week as we bring our very first guest, y'all. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be real. It's going to be honest. And I cannot wait for this guest that we have on the podcast next week. I'm serious. You don't want to miss it. Um, If you want to keep hanging out uh, and you want to keep dining with me throughout the week while um, we wait on new episodes, you can follow the Instagram page for the podcast and it's at table for two podcast. Again, that's at table for T-O-O podcast. Uh, Be sure to follow. There'll be fun updates, fun conversations that happen um, outside of these podcasts to really build community. And I hope you'll like invite someone to come to the podcast and hang out. And also, I want to encourage you guys, if there's something that you're like, hey, I'd love for you to bring this to the table and talk about it. I want you guys to send that because odds are if you're feeling it or it's your two, there's at least five other people who have that going on too. DMs are always open for you guys to send topics or to just talk. So yeah, that is it for week one, y'all. If the podcast is blessing you, let me know. That'd mean a lot. Follow the Instagram to keep hanging out with me. I will bring my coffee. You bring your favorite beverage. And I'll meet you back here at the table for two next week. Bye.